Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Let's get that. Oh, I don't want that Bible. How did I get this one? Oh. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, everybody. It's good to see you all this morning. Let's see how that lighting is. Boom, let's turn that down. Good morning. A Brick of Faith, Little Kelly. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, it's good to see you. Free fall forever. I love it. I love it. Some of these names are so creative. So creative. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Got my cup of coffee. I hope you guys are with me on this beautiful Tuesday morning. What is the day today? Today is February 7th. Closer to Valentine's. Make sure you have your Valentine's gift for the one that you love. Good morning, everybody. I should this should be I should make this a daily radio show, like a radio show, right? What do you think? Like a day, good morning with Pastor Paul for Jesus with your morning cup of coffee. What do you think? My birthday's today. Wait a minute. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Rosemary. Happy birthday to you. All right. I know I can't sing, but there you go. Happy birthday to Rosemary. Y'all make sure we got 361 people on here. Let's say happy birthday. Everybody, happy birthday, Rosemary. King, my name is my own real name. How funny. Let's say happy birthday to Rosemary. Everybody, real quick, give her a happy birthday. Rosemary's birthday is today. There you go, Rosemary, check it out. Look at there. There you go, Rosemary. Happy birthday. At our church, if you come to our church on a Sunday and it's your birthday, we do, uh, you know, the whole Stevie Wonder song, happy, you know, happy birthday to, I know I can't sing, but we do that when you come to our church on Sunday. So if you guys ever want to visit our church on Sunday and it's your birthday, we are going to sing to you as a church. It's really cool. All right. Got my coffee? Let me pray real quick. Father God, we thank you for seeing another day. We thank you for allowing us to wake up. Lord, we thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for blessing us, Father God. And, and Lord, we just will forever praise your holy name. And Lord, I pray for those that are listening to this. I pray for, for those that are going through some things, dealing with some stuff. I pray for them. Father, whatever that circumstance is, Father, I, we, we, we just pray. Lord, we ask this all in the precious name of Jesus. And we all say, amen. All right. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit again. A few folks came to me yesterday or, you know, uh, direct messages and said, uh, what state are you in? I'm in Arizona. And I should answer questions. But real quick, people were asking about the Grammys. I missed it. We're going to do it again a little bit this, this morning. But we're also going to talk about grace. Grace. Folks, you got you to gotta, you gotta understand that word grace, G-R-A-C-E, grace. We see it in the Bible. The first, the first statement we'll make, God is the God of all grace. And we'll, we'll, we'll definitely look at that. All right, let me answer some questions here. How can I find faith? Faith is not what you find. Faith is the point that you surrender everything 
and trust in God. When we study God's word, when we get into the word of God and we understand what Jesus did on the cross, we, 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 we put all our faith. Now, what is faith? I think Hebrew 11 talks about it. it it's the substance of th- things hoped for, the evidence of things not see. I trust in God. I trust in his word. I believe. I, what I do is I just decide I'm going to trust him and have faith in him. And it is, it is a gift, and we'll look at that. And so with all that being said, it, it is, it is, it's, it's nothing that you can purchase or this or that, so on, et cetera, but it is, is something that God gives us, faith. All right, uh, looking good. Uh, Daddy Pastor Paul, looking good. Daddy Pastor Paul, looking good. Thank you so much, so much. Uh, uh, um, what is this? Pastor of the Death, Curious, Pimping. Okay. Let's go on a little further. Congrats on coming out. We support you. Okay, that was a little different. How to find my own value after a breakup? I feel inadequate. You feel inadequate because of the breakup? Talk to me here. You feel inadequate because of the breakup? Because what I'm going to tell you something right now. You are not inadequate. You are somebody special. You are created in the image of God. You're not inadequate. Let's get that out of your mind. The individual who broke up with you, that does not define who you are. And if you're a Christian, you identify with Jesus Christ. Do I believe you hurt? Yes. Are you heartbroken right now? Yes. But this too will pass. Trust me. I'm 60 years old. And before I met the love of my life, Miss Debbie, I I had a few breakups. But guess what? I'm still here. I am still here. And, and, and God has the perfect one waiting for you. In my case, Miss Debbie was my perfect one. So with that being said, you just keep waiting and trust in the Lord. And do not call yourself, and don't even speak those words, I'm inadequate. No, sir, you are not inadequate. So how do I find happiness in my faith? You know, David talks about the joy of the salvation. I think that uh, 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 true happiness in your faith is complete devotion to the Lord. Complete devotion to the Lord to serve uh, God, to serve uh, uh, the folks around you. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, I came to serve. I really believe that the joy of your salvation is through the attitude of serving others. That's really where I think it's at. Once again, David, restore the joy of my salvation, but start off with prayer. Speak to the Lord about it and and really uh, um, uh, just speak to him and share what's in the depths of your heart. I would have to know. Oh, and folks, I'm going to real quick, real quick. I am I am starting a consulting business. And something that I've been asked to do, and I've thought about it, I bounced it around for a year. So this is not a religious or biblical consulting. It is biblically based, meaning my answers are always going to be based on the Bible. But I'm starting a consulting business. We're launching it in March. Uh, Matter of fact, March is my birthday month. And basically, uh, the reason why I'll be turning 60, and I want to take my years of education, my years of observation, my years of experience, and I want to pour in people one-to-one. So what does that mean? Let's say that you are, I'll give you an example. Not too long ago, uh, um, I had a gentleman reach out to me who said, I'm about to apply for med school, but I am torn because I want to uh, get involved in something else. And we talked that process through. And basically what I did was I helped develop his objective and goals that he may reach that. 
And that's all I want to do. I, I want to do a one-on-one session with you over a period of time. It could be a month. It could be three months, whatever that is. And I'm going to help develop that very thing that's in you. We're going to peel away the onion and identify your gifts, your abilities, your inabilities. Now, here's, here's the caveat. When I do this with people, there's going to be some blatant honesty, meaning if I identify something in you that is to your fault, I'm going to call you out on it. So some people are going to get their feelings hurt, but trust me, if I consult with you one-to-one, you're going to get a real assessment, a real honest assessment with a level of accountability. So look for that. I'm starting that in March. Uh, uh, It's called Point Break Consulting, and we are going to be uh, doing that with people. So I look forward. If that's something that interests you, maybe you might be applying for college. Maybe it's a relationship. I'm not here to counsel in the sense, uh, I'm not here to counsel. I'm not here to, to babysit. But if you want to develop who you are as an individual, I will take my experiences, my observation, my education, with especially those of you in, um, especially with those of you in corporate America. I really want to help some of you do what you need to do. All right, there we go. Ah, finally, the money grab. There it is. Ah, the money grab. Is that what you accuse me of? So I'm on here receiving money. Is that what you're accusing me of? What? I tell you what. Why don't we go live together and let's talk about that? Ah, the, finally, the money grab. Let me let me let me look at this individual. All right, Mr. Greg, if you would love to speak to me about this, we can do that. There you go, the money grab. Wow, you know how many years I've been on TikTok for four years, encouraging people. You know what? Never mind. I'm not going to defend myself. That never mind. Don't. I'm not even going to address you. I'm not even going to address you. All right. Good morning. How are you doing? How are we doing, everybody? Good to see you. Good to see you. Amen. Good to see you. All right. The Grammys. What a mess. What a mess. We talked about it yesterday, and I'm going to tell you something right now. I know. Don't let it bug you. I know. I shouldn't have even acknowledged it. But you know, you got to know my heart. You got to know where I come from. Um, I, 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 well, never mind. Boom. Hello from Ukraine. Ukraine. Folks from Ukraine, it's good to see you this morning. Oh, hey man. I've watched you on uh I've watched you and uh, for 4 years and don't even entertain that man. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it's been that long. Can you believe it's been 4 years on TikTok? The first time I got on TikTok, it was in Wisconsin. One of my daughters told me about TikTok. Matter of fact, uh, I called it Tic Tac. That just shows you how old I am. And uh, I remember being on it and I didn't even know how to do anything. And I remember I did a video right near the lake in Wisconsin and the wind was so bad. People were like, we, well, it was all four people. We can't hear you. And uh, that four years ago, thank you. You've been watching for four years. Thank you so much. Kennesaw, Georgia. I have been to Kennesaw, Georgia many times. I used to work for a company called Cry Life right there in Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, love Kennesaw, Georgia. So the Grammys, what a mess. What a mess. I tell you folks, when I was watching that, I uh, was amazed by the dynamic, dynamic presence, uh, the satanic uh, 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 presence in the room. I was looking at a lot of, I work at Cry Life. Well, you work at Cry Life? What do you do at Cry Life? 
I used to work with uh, the Hero Graft. I was a, uh, a medical device rep at right there. So I Moon Knuckle, but now the name changed. It's not Cry Life anymore. I'm told that the name changed. What is the new name of the company? Uh, it's a. It's right in your face. I cannot believe this is a real and happening. Right? It's real and happening. Especially the gentleman Sam who wrote a song on Holy. At least he was being honest. And then it was the the symbolism was incredible. I know yesterday some people, oh, you're you're uh, you're uh, you're overthinking it. You're exaggerating. No, it was there. You could see it. It was present. It was it was you know just they didn't care. And you know to be honest with you, good morning, good morning, Rosie. Good morning. CBS should be ashamed of themselves. I mean, I don't know why I think they ha should have a, uh, a a moral constitution. I don't know why I think they they would think properly, but it, it, they should be ashamed of themselves. I was completely uh, amazed at what I saw. And you know the amazing thing about it? None of them were happy. None of those people are happy. Don't let them fool you. Because why? We think because you've got money, you've got access, you've got power, you've got this and so on, et cetera. Uh, Thank you. CBS is a part of it. I know. S silly me to somehow think that they have a moral compass that will direct. They don't care. They're a part of the problem. That is a part of the problem. But you know what? Let me be honest with you. Here we go. Hang on. Hang on. Our division now. I, I dissect veins for donor bodies. Amen. I was just talking to my buddies, Bola Tourette. We were just talking about one of the veins they just used with uh, Dr. Lavau here in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, my uh, uh, colleague for uh, uh, Cry Alive. Good morning. But um, I don't know why I lost track there, but I, I, I don't really understand um, why I would think CBS would have some type of a moral compass to to take that off. But it was one of the saddest commentaries. But you know what? Let me tell you something. Miss Debbie said it right. He, she said, you know, did you see the picture of Beyonce uh, with the black horns? I didn't see it. Are you serious? Because I tell you what, after the Sam guy, I had to turn it off, y'all. After they showed the Sam guy with the horns uh, and the, the, the individual, the K, I had to turn it off. I couldn't take it anymore. My spirit was just so heavy. But Miss Debbie, I think, said it right. She said, you know what, honey? I go, what? She goes, don't get upset. All of this is an indicator for the coming of the Lord. This is all an indicator for the coming of Christ. You know, yesterday we're reading about in the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, do you know how corrupt in the days of Noah, how corrupt things were? And people were, were just doing whatever they wanted to do. That's the same way. The Grammys, trust me, that was just a small room of a group of people that, that, that if, as far as I'm concerned, display a universal mindset. There are people all over the world, folks, just doing what they want to do. And the crazy thing about it is that I, I, one of my babies, one of my kids, I love her. I love her. Her heart is so good, but she wants to be so, you know, accepting. She wants to be so open-minded. She wants to be so, so like soft-hearted and, 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 and she looks past the obvious. My heart goes out to her. That's my, one of my babies, one of my daughters. She's, she's a good kid, 
but she doesn't understand Satan. Listen to me, y'all. Listen, it's 170, 180. Y'all, y'all understand this. Satan does not give a hoot about any of us. Satan, listen to me. Thank you. Thank you. Satan doesn't give a hoot about me. He doesn't give a hoot about you. He does not care. But what does the scripture say he comes to do? He comes what? To kill. He comes to kill. What's he want to kill? He wants to kill you. He wants to kill me. But the Bible's quite clear. If we're going to be concerned with anybody, don't worry about anybody that can kill the body. But worry, be worried about the one that can kill the body and the soul or take the soul and throw it into hell. We worried about that one. Who is that? That is God. But don't, thank you. Don't. Satan wants to come kill. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your, your relationships. He wants to destroy your church. He wants to, to just kill. And these people thinking somehow, some way, they're taking the God-given talents that the Lord gave them and they're using it to, uh, 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 to, to, to move an agenda that is causing people to slip right into hell. To, to, to move an agenda that is causing people to slip right into hell. To, 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 to move an agenda that is causing people to slip right into hell. It's so big. It's so open. She, she, she just wants to be so like, you know, I, I, I would assume growing up the way she did, she, she, she doesn't, you know, she maybe had people look at her different because she had brown skin. Maybe people looked at her different because she had big curly hair. Maybe people looked at her different because her daddy was black and her mom was Mexican. And she wants to be so open hearted. But here's the issue. Here's the issue. You have to see things for what they are. Once again, Satan comes to kill and steal and destroy. He don't care about you and I. These folks prouncing around on that stage, talking about unholy or I identify with this and I'm going to live my truth and I'm going to be a rebel and they're going to find themselves sitting up. And I don't, I don't say this with any kind of joy because see, that's the problem, folks. We, we, we as Christians, we should be concerned about every soul and their eternal state. Let me repeat that. Let me repeat that. And I'm going to explain. See, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But we as Christians should be concerned about every soul that we encounter. We should be concerned about the eternal state of every individual that we meet. Because let's be honest, let's just tell the truth. We are not promised tomorrow. That is not promised. I don't know why we think that, especially when we're young. And I was young once. So I remember being young thinking, man, I, I remember being young thinking 60 is old as dirt. When I was in my, good, thank you. When I was in my 20s, I remember thinking 60 years old was old as dirt. I remember looking at guys that had to be in their 60s and I used to think like, wow, but now I'm going to be 60 years old in a few more weeks. And guess what? As I look back, 60 isn't old. But my point is, we never know the time or the day that the Lord is going to call us out of here. Now, all those people on that stage with their with their evil agenda, 
with their with their dancing on stage, talking about unholy. They don't know when they're going to leave this world, but trust me, they will leave this world and they will uh, uh, stand before the for before God, condemned and judged unto hell for eternity. Oh yes, they lived a good life here. They they had money, they had resources, and the reason we watch the Grammys, we 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 one of our associates or one of my wife's friends said, we're going to be at the Grammys. So we wanted to, uh, 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 right there, the story of the rich farmer who built bigger and better. Thank you. That's a great story. But we watched the Grammys just to see our friends there. And trust me, on a personal level, they got money. They got fame. They got fortune. Well, even even when the air conditioning went out at our church, somebody not out, somebody stole the air conditioning. One of the individuals, mercy me, it's good to see you. One of the individuals wrote a check for a brand new air conditioning. That's how much money they got. However, let me get back to the point. Satan don't care about them. Satan does not care because once again, he comes to kill, he comes to steal, and he comes to destroy. And we as Christians need to be concerned for every soul that's within our orbit. They have a soul and their soul will go into eternity. With Jesus, it goes into the presence of the Lord. That's my hope every day. Not, I hope it happens. It's my hope, meaning I trust in the word of God, that I'm a child of God, that when I take my last breath, it could be next week, it could be 20 years from now, that when I take my last breath, I will be in the presence of the Lord. But the opposite of that, without Jesus, your soul will go into eternity separated from God. Joshua, good morning, sir. Separated from God. Think about it. Every soul. So when I looked at the Grammys and I see, uh, I saw the people celebrating, celebrating a demonic presence. I saw people celebrating unholiness. When, when, when Madonna, poor Madonna, poor Madonna, poor Madonna. Good morning. Good morning. Brother Ray, good to see you. Poor Madonna. I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again. Poor Madonna is trying to hang on to the past and not thinking about the future. Poor Madonna is trying to hang on to her heyday and her youth. And trust me, y'all, Madonna's older than me, even though I might look older than her. But then again, I didn't have any surgeries. However, folks, I was there. I was in the 80s. We were jamming to Madonna. We were jamming to it. We were, we were dancing in the clubs. We were, we were having fun. We were dancing to Madonna. And uh, 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 Boy George and uh, Michael, which is George Michael. And the list goes on. The list goes on. But she's too busy trying to hang on to the heyday of the past versus thinking about her eternal state of affairs. Why? Because somehow, someway she thinks that she's going to live forever. Folks, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And we as Christians, we need to be concerned about people. We need to be concerned about their soul. We need to be concerned. And, and you know, somebody got on yesterday, so, well, I thought you weren't supposed to be judging. I'm not here judging anybody. 
I, I'm not in the position to be a judge. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a judge material. That's only God. Matter of fact, I think the Lord said it best. He says, I didn't come to condemn you. You were condemned already. Thank, there's the word, mercy me. I was grieved in my spirit. Mercy, hit that word right there. When I watched the Grammys, I was grieved in my spirit. Why? Because of the, 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 the satanic agenda, the demonic presence. Knowing that young people are going to be watching us. And, and watch this, folks. Let me take a sip because I got to share something with you. Watch this. I'm, I'm going to give you a little psychology lesson here. Hang on. This is going to sound blatantly honest. The average individual has a very weak mind. We're not talking about intellect. We're not talking about intellect. That's the, we're, not, we're not talking about academic. But the average individual has a very weak mind. They're easily influenced. Let me repeat that. We're not talking about intellect. Now, you can agree or disagree, but this is, this is, a, this is an old 60-year-old uh, man observation. Watch this. The average person has a weak mind. Okay? And they're easily influenced. Let me prove it. Let me prove it. I have a medical career where I, I, I stopped doing patient care and I started going into the cell side of the house. I'm a medical device rep consultant. I, I train I have trained physicians, I have consulted in cases, I, I have marketed devices um, in this box. In this box is uh, it, it is almost twenty thousand dollars of two medical devices. Hang on, and I have specialized with other people to market this to physicians. Now, when we write our collateral up, and when we say collateral, this is the sales data, the marketing data. We are marketing to what we we know they want to hear. We market to the physicians because we know what they want to hear. They want to know the reimbursement. They want to know the, the supporting data. They want to know who has written particular papers on it. And we market all of that so that it would appeal to them so that they will pull the trigger to buy the devices. Okay, now let's talk about what I'm saying. When commercials come on, when TV and marketing ads come on, they know what you want to hear. Good morning. Good morning. They, they, they know what you want to hear. So they're trying to market to you. Now, here we go. Back to that. The weak mind. And if they know what you want to hear, they're going to play what you want to hear. And if they play it enough or if they show it enough, if they reveal it enough, then you will buy the lie. Folks, you think I'm kidding. Don't, don't take Pastor Paul's word for it. If they show it enough, if they market enough, 
Because they know what you want to hear. Remember my doctors, I, I know what they want to hear. They want to hear this, A, B, and C. And I know if I stick to those points that they will buy the device. Now, the device is worth their time. The device is going to help their patients. I just have to get them past the cost. So what I do is I talk about cost benefits because they want to hear why is this going to be beneficial and why is the cost so high, but how do I justify asking for this device? Do you get what my drift? Well, let's let's take it to us, uh, uh, just regular folks watching marketing ads, listening. If they say it enough, they know what you want to hear. They don't tell you the bad parts. They don't tell you if you live this kind of lifestyle, you'll go to hell. If you choose this type of lifestyle, you'll go. To, no, they won't do that because you don't want to hear that. But what they do is they, they, they will show two people. They look happy. You, you can get where I'm going here, y'all. They'll show you two people and they, and they look happy. They look happy and and you see, well, you know, that, that's got to be okay. They, they look happy. Love is love. And all of a sudden, you start dismissing what the word of God says and you start getting in your feelings. You start getting in your own opinion. What does the scripture say? Once again, we talked about yesterday, it said all scripture. What is inspiration of God? And the first one is what? It is profitable for doctrine. Come on now. All of a sudden, we abandon what the Word of God says, the inspiration, uh, uh, inspired Word of God, and then we start getting our feelings. Why? Because a marketer somewhere in some room was trying to push an evil agenda, and you and I bit into it. Because why? We're weak-minded. I like that, Joshua. No one's reading the fine print. Woo! Joshua said a mouthful right there. <laughs> What he was indicating, here's the fine print and ain't no one reading it. And see, that's what marketing's doing. I'll give you another example. I'll give you another example. Y'all, if y'all think I'm kidding, just, just look for yourself. All right, let's watch. Here we go. Here we go. So, in America, we've had a lot of issues with racial tension. We've had a lot of issues with racial, racial tension. So the marketing teams of uh, organizations across the world, especially with emphasis on the United States, here's what they have. Here's what they do. Wait, Bible study is the best thing I have ever done. Amen. Um, this is what they've decided to do because of the racial tension. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Here we go. Here we go. Notice commercials now. And I told I told Miss Debbie we, while we were watching the Grammys, I go, I want you to watch the commercials. You're going to see an agenda that represents the alphabet mafia. You're going to see racial agenda or ethnicity uh, agenda. Watch. You're going to see a a biracial couple, and which is nothing wrong with the biracial couple, but the problem is marketing is trying to take a racial couple, one white, one black, and compare it to something else. Why? Because then we 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 make the statement, love is love. Do y'all are y'all following me? Are you are you are you understanding where I'm going? See, they started marketing because good morning, Lambrail, because of the racial tension. Now we're starting to see more commercials with 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 uh, 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 two different ethnicities. 
Why? Because they, they're trying to influence us. Now, trust me, there's nothing wrong with it. And I, and I love to see on TV the di diversity, but they're trying to hook something to that wagon and take that diversity and say that's equal to this. Because love is love. Good morning, friend. Think about it. Excuse me, because the mind of most people are weak, they're weak. And then the marketing agenda by TV, movies, so on, etc. Let's not even talk about the movie industry. They're always trying to get up in our dome and influence to think a different way. But we got to watch this. Watch this, y'all. I'm gonna tell you how you. I'm gonna tell you how you protect your mind by being in the Word. What is the Scripture talking about? It, it talks about renewing your mind, folks. I'm telling you, there are people that watch the Grammys and walked away. Most people. Walked away like, well, you know, things are changing. That's really not that bad. Some people watch the Grammys and they, they said, well, you know, you, you just got to go with the flow. They can, you do, you do, you do, you do, babe. Or what, however they say it. You do, you, babe. And that's what happens. Well, oh, wait a minute. Renee, what do you mean? I did. What do you mean? I did. I, I like that you were honest. What do you mean? I did. Good morning, Miss Lisa. Good morning. Renee, what did you mean by there? I did. Help us out here because I want to see that because I, I'm not I'm not here. Walk away. Okay. Yeah, amen. Amen. Walk away. Amen. I get you. But I mean, some people walked away and, and basically allowed their hearts to receive that as that's okay. You see what I'm saying? Because their mind is weak. Folks, I see things for what they are. Yesterday, somebody said, well, Aren't you sort of, you know, they didn't use the word exaggerate, but they said something to the effect. Um, aren't, aren't you really, that's a stretch. Once again, let me, let me ask again. Maybe some of you were on here yesterday. Maybe, let's see if, if it was just me. If you watch the Grammys, Jay-Z and a group of other rap rappers of were at a table that I believe it was symbolic of something. Did anybody else see it? And what did you think it was symbolic of? Let's just see. And maybe you were on here yesterday, and this isn't fair, but I can, I can, under, I can uh, watch it. There, la, Ray, there you go. Ray. Now, I think Ray was on here yesterday. So, all right. The Last Supper. All right. Now, someone said yesterday, well, that's a stretch. That, that, you know, Pastor Paul, that's a stretch. How did you just see that? How did you see that? How did you not see that? It was the symbolism. I didn't say that. I don't. I, I didn't say Jay Z. This is just a, an observation. I don't. I don't know if Jay Z said we're we're going to uh, do this illustration and it's going to look like the Last Supper. I'm not saying that because I don't know. I was not there. But the symbolism was there as Jay Z was holding up the symbolism of the cup of wine, the food at the table, him in the middle, 
uh, uh, but then again, I don't listen to his music, but some of you probably have. I'm sure he's indicated that he's almost godlike or Christ-like. I'm sure he has. I don't listen to his music. I haven't a clue. But the symbolism is there. And I saw it, but how did I see it? By way of the Holy Spirit, and it's called discernment. Where's that video? I, it was, I, I cut it off. I just happened to be in my room studying the word, renewing the mind, and I heard in the background, so I checked out Miss, what happened. Miss Debbie, the TV didn't go all the way off. We have, you know, this smart TV that's not so smart that doesn't know how to go off. However, I heard something. I'm like, what is that? I walked in, and I just sat there with her, and I was like, oh, my. And the spirit through discernment revealed, in the Galatians, amen, revealed to me, Jay-Z is sending a message. And you don't, the only way that you didn't see it is if you don't know the word, but who has not seen a picture of the Last Supper? The Nicolaitans, amen. Who hasn't seen a picture of the Last Supper? And I believe without a doubt Without a doubt, that was symbolic and mocking the Lord. Without a doubt. Now, all the uh, Illuminati, and I don't know if they are or aren't, I, it, don't, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. However, I discern that demonic presence from the very beginning and I had to turn off. I, the mo what did I turn off at? The last thing I saw was a Jay-Z thing. But I, I really officially walked out of the room at the end of the Sam guy. I, I, that was it. I couldn't take it anymore. I could not take it anymore. I thought, this is, is, is. And what? And, oh, somebody said something about new music. And folks, don't, don't, please don't judge me. Here's a guy that loves music. I love music. I do. I love music. I've always. I grew. Up, I grew up in a musical home. My my father couldn't sing, but he loved to sing. But my mother played piano. She sung so beautiful. My grandmother played piano. She sang. I. I music is something that I love. But music now, or music always has. Let, let's call it for what it is. When I start listening to some of the old stuff uh, that we used to listen to as kids, I'm like, we were listening to that. There is an agenda. But then again, let's look at Satan and who he was. He was, he was probably uh, one of the best musicians to uh, ever come down the pipeline. Let's just think about it. But, uh, uh, but folks, I'm sorry. The Grammys were evil. Call it like it is. Don't be weak-minded. Don't be weak-minded. Don't let the agenda be pushed on you with regards to uh, what the media is trying to... Uh, uh. Do you know uh, back in the day, they used to... And it was outlawed. How many of you know what subliminal messages are? Subliminal messages. What is, does anybody know what that is? Subliminal message. Huh? Okay. I'll give you, I don't know why this is on my table, but I'm going to give you a subliminal message. Okay, we're going to do it in a minute. I'm, I'm going to sneak it up on you. How many of you know what a subliminal message is? Okay. So, yeah? Okay. That's good. That's good. Yep. Subliminal message. That's where... It, it, it was it was um, a uh, marketing technique used. It was a marketing technique used uh, uh, in the fifties, where you would be at a movie theater, and what they would do is they would they would flash something real quick. So you're at a movie theater, they might flash a picture of a Coke, 
Coca-Cola. All of a sudden, you look at your, 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 your spouse like, you want a Coke? Why? Because that subliminal message was there. All right? Uh, or or they, might, they might propaganda. Or they might flash some popcorn. Hey, you want some popcorn? And so they would do these things. And, and you know, uh, they would, they would uh, throw that out there so you could see it. And all of a sudden, psych- psychologically, it would cause you to think about that. And then they would cause you to go ahead and buy that. All right? So, hey, this is off the bat. What's your favorite deodorant? Who, who, what's, what's the first deodorant that comes off your head? I should say, what's, what's the first thing? Anybody like what I just did? Yeah, that's, that's, that's it guys. That's it. I just kept passing the right guard. Exactly. So when you talk about watching all this stuff, there's a lot of subliminal messages. Secret. Hey man, I, 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 I worded it wrong. I should have said, I should have said, what's the first deodorant that you think of? And I wrote it wrong. I shouldn't have said, what do you use? Because of course we reference to what we use, but do you get my point? So what happened? You just ever so slowly, if you show it enough, it becomes a reality. Well, that's, that's what marketing is. That's what they've done. If you show it enough, it becomes a reality. Then you get enough people thinking it becomes a reality. Then all of a sudden we start leaning into the majority rules. I thought Dove, I hate Dove, <laughs> but we start all of a sudden, we start uh, 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 allowing this, this, this information to take root within our spirit and it becomes a reality and we, we abandon what the word of God says. Folks, it's an agenda. It's an agenda. Yeah, and we don't even realize it. We don't even realize it. We, we, we find ourselves, and it's funny, sound bites are just the same way. You can hear a thing. You don't even have to see the picture anymore. We are so audible. We're such audible creatures that we even hear something. How many times have you heard somebody repeat something that they heard and never once ever supported the data, never checked to see if the data was real? Once again, with my doctors. I'll give you another device. We have a 98% success rate. You can, uh, uh, you have a 98% uh, bacteremia rate. I Hang on, decline. I would say that periodically. You have a 98% success rate. I would say that to my physicians. We have a 98% success rate. I, I didn't show them anything. They could hear it. And they would leave that meeting like, hey, this thing has a 98% success rate. Now, if the doctor, being a good doctor he needed to be, he would say, stop. Where's your supporting data for that? Who wrote, who wrote the paper on that? Where's the data? Where's the, where's the uh, 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 blind studies? But what do we do? We, 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 we hear it. We go with it. And because we heard it, we repeat it. They hear it and we repeat it. And all of a sudden it becomes a reality. And that is what marketing and media and the, the Grammys have, are doing. And we are just going with it. Oh, that's the norm. It's okay. Discernment is beautiful. I like that. Discernment, beautiful souls. I love you all. He is leading you. Wait a minute. He is leading you to sin. Because Satan doesn't care. But I can't just talk about that. I got to give you a few scriptures this morning about grace. How many of you are familiar with the word grace? G-R-A-C-E, grace. What does grace mean? Well, grace 
the the official term, if you've gone to church any period of time, means unmerited favor. Unmerited favor means to receive something for nothing. And the Bible says, for by for for by grace we are saved. We're saved by grace. And grace is unmerited favor. We can't work for it. We can't buy it. We can't can't, uh, rent it. It's grace. Watch this. God is the God of all grace. Let me me take you to 1 Peter 5.10. 1 Peter 5.10. Grace, unmerited favor. And all those people on that stage need God's unmerited favor. All right? Now, before I read this, Mercy, I wanna I wanna throw this out there to you. Who knows what mercy is? It's to not receive what we deserve. Mercy means not to receive what we deserve. We'll talk about that maybe tomorrow. Today we'll talk about grace. So grace is unmerited favor, or to receive or to receive something we don't deserve. But mercy means what? To not receive what we do deserve. If I'm driving down the highway going 80 miles an hour and a cop pulls me over and all of a sudden I say, please have mercy on me because why? I know I deserve the ticket, but I say what? Have mercy on me. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he does. But we're going to look at grace this morning. Watch this. God is God is the God of all grace. First Peter 5.10 says, but the God of all grace who has called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. The first part of that verse says, but the God of all grace. Now, wait a minute, real quick, grace. Grace. Do you know that everybody on that stage during the Grammys Receive God's grace. Pastor Paul, what do you mean by that? Well, let's use, I don't know anything about Taylor Swift. I don't know anything about her. I know who she is. I know her 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 ability to sing. I know that I was in Pittsburgh. I was uh, staying at a hotel next to a river. And there was a stadium right there in Pittsburgh. I, maybe some of you know it. And my hotel overlooked the stadium and there was uh, a Taylor Swift concert and that stadium was full and there were boats. But do you know that Taylor Swift is under God's grace? That's called common grace. Now, I don't know if Taylor Swift is honored to God. I don't know if Taylor Swift uh, is a Christian. I don't know if Taylor Swift says her prayers, but guess what? Taylor Swift, by God's grace, is financially set. Taylor Swift, by God's grace, has a beautiful voice. By God's grace, Taylor Swift woke up to see that day at the Grammys. So she is experiencing God's common grace. We as Christians experience God's saving grace. God's unmerited favor. Another common grace example is when it rains, it doesn't just rain on the Christians, it rains on the unbeliever too. When the sun shines, it doesn't just shine on the Christians, it shines 
on the non-believer too, or even those that are non-Christians that might be in other religions. But grace, may it be saving grace or common grace, the word is quite clear, but the God of all grace is from who? God. What is grace? Once again, unmerited favor. The favor of God given to you, especially with the Christian emphasis, we are saved by grace. We are blessed by grace. We are delivered by grace. We have faith by grace. It is God's unmerited favor to us. And it's not until you understand grace from a biblical perspective that you really, when you look at the scripture, when you read scriptures, why... When I read the scripture that uh, 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 was saying I was, and I paraphrase, that I was born in iniquity from my mother's womb. I was born in sin. I was born uh, uh, with, with a sin nature. I deserve, I deserve to go to hell. I deserve to, to be separated from God. I deserve that. I knew that. I understood that. But God had mercy on me and did not give me what I deserve. But what did he do? He gave me grace. Do you get where I'm going? He gave me grace. He saved me. So we have to understand first, there are none good. There are none righteous. We are not good. We are not righteous. Now, some of you might be better than others. You know, there's something like, I'll give you an example. I see lamb popping across here. Lamb is a gentle spirit. I've never seen lamb. I Matter of fact, lamb who's on here, that's lamb right there. It says rainy. Let me, let me just explain to you. Lamb is such a gentle spirit. I was, the other day I was out to eat. Miss Debbie was out of town. I was hungry. I went to Cane's. I'm in there. Now, I drove up, I saw a vehicle, I parked next to it because I just want to make sure I didn't get too close so that they could get in and out. And I went in to eat. I saw the vehicle, I knew it was there. I went to go eat, and while I'm eating there, here comes Lamb through the door, three kids, one in her arms, two on the side, and she comes in to the restaurant or to the place to say hi to me. She's that sweet. Now, why I'm telling you the story, I'm trying to tell you her spirit. All of a sudden, I see her get in a van, I'm like, wait a minute. She unloaded all them kids, came in the store to say hi. I'm going to be honest with you. That's not my spirit. If I would have, if I would have seen, if I saw most people, I'm like, oh, they didn't see me. I'll let them know later. I saw them, and I would have drove away. But Lamb's spirit is so sweet. She unloaded the kids to come say hi to Pastor Paul, and she said, "Well, the kids wanted to say hi to you." Who does that? But my point of all that is this. Lamb has a gentle, humble spirit. But here's the truth. Lamb is a sinner. Paul Abram is a sinner. Joshua, mercy me. The list goes on. We are sinners. And when you realize that you are a sinner and God is offering his grace, and all grace, according to the first Peter, is from God. Mr. Sam, not Mr. Sam on 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 um, the Grammys. The title of a song, Unholy. God 
offers his son for him. For his son, Jesus Christ, went to the cross for Sam, for the lady that was dancing, or the individual who was confused about their identity in the cage, and everybody in that room. God offers his saving grace. Grace on his unmerited favor. You can't work for it. You can't buy it. You can't network for it. You can't, you can't uh, 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 rent it. It is from God. Watch this. God is the giver of grace. Watch this. God is the giver of grace. Psalms 8411. Psalms 8411. God is the giver of grace. Watch this. Grace comes from no one but God. All grace is from God. That's what the scripture said, but God is the giver of grace. Psalms 8411 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Let's read it again. Thank you, mercy. Psalms 8411. For God, for the Lord God is the sun and shield. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Here's the promise. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing. Let me repeat that. He says, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I don't know what you need to receive today, but I know this. God is not going to withhold any good thing if you're walking uprightly. And the only way that you can walk uprightly is the relationship with Jesus, our Lord and Savior. So God's grace even offered Jesus Christ so that I am able to walk uprightly. You have to understand. Oh, wait a minute. Ten, one through five. What, what is that? Let me read it for you. Ten, one through five. Okay, hang on. John 10, one through five. Let me get there. Amen. 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 Woo! Come on now. Matthew, Matthew, Luke, and John. All right. Here we go. I'm almost there. Be patient with me. John 10, 1 through 5. Mercy me has requested this. John 10, 1 through 5. All right. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, my, my, my. Now I'm in the ESV. So, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Woo! To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of the stranger. 
My pastor in California, Dr. Knox, used to live, was stationed in the Middle East. And he told us one day that he watched a shepherd. He watched a shepherd. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me read it again. Mercy Me said, focus on five, focus on five. He said, she said, you know what I'm going to do? Do I have my King James here? Which one is this? Let's look, 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 look. I think King James is going to make it, make it highlighted. Let's do that. Let's James. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let me go. Let me get there. I'm going to go to King James on this one. Because you know, sometimes King James just highlights stuff. Look at verse five again. And a stranger, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him. For they know not the voice of the strangers. My, my pastor, Dr. Knox, as he was stationed in the Middle East, he said he would watch the shepherds. And he says that you could have a, a group of sheep out in the field. And he said there could be shepherds, shepherds, one, more than one. And he said one shepherd would come up and he would say whatever he needed to say. What, you know, woo-hoo! And those sheep would separate themselves from the other sheep and go to that shepherd. And then he said another shepherd come up and he would do his sound. Woo woo! And those, the other sheep would separate. And those sheep knew their shepherd and knew their voice. He said he would see it physically happen. See, thank you, mercy. Thank you, mercy. See, I know my shepherd's voice. Come on, mercy me. I know my shepherd's voice. I know my shepherd's voice. See, that, 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 that's where it's at. You, you, you got folks walking around listening to all kind of strange voices. But I know my shepherd. I know my Jesus. Oh, my, 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 my. Grace. Let's look at James 1.17. God is the giver of all grace. James 1.17. Someone, do you know your shepherd's voice? Oh, my, my, my. Some people identify with the world. Some people identify with ethnicity. Some people identify with gender. Some people identify with money. Some people identify with their education. But I'm a born-again believer in covenant with Jesus Christ. I identify with my shepherd, and my shepherd is named Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Look at James 1.17, and we are looking at God as the giver of grace. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variables, neither shadow of turning. Come on. Come on. Grace is from the Lord. This is the last one I'm going to leave you, and we're going to, we'll get out your hair. But grace is from God. Unmerited favors from God. You must understand grace. Quit walking around thinking that you are good. Quit walking around as if your stuff does not stink. Quit walking around in your religious osity. You know what religion is? I didn't invent this, but it's brilliant. Religion's way of, is man's way of trying to get to God through works. That's religion. You've got religious people everywhere. But it's when you understand God's grace. There's, I can't be religious enough to please God. I cannot be religious enough to please God. But God sent his son to give me grace and mercy because I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. 
And we must understand God's grace. Do you know that God's throne is the throne of grace? Yeah. Let me, let me show, prove it to you. Hebrews 4.16. Hebrews 4.16. Do you know we're talking about grace this morning? And God's throne is the throne of grace. Come on. Watch this. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Did you all hear that? Let us boldly. Come before the throne of unmerited favor, grace. Watch this, that we may obtain mercy. What do we say mercy was? To uh, uh, not receive what we deserve. I want you, some of y'all to think about something. How many times have you done something? You thought you got away with it. You didn't get away with it, but God showed you mercy and didn't penalize you for it. How many of you? Think about it. How many of you? I know I have. Come on. Some of you did something unmentionable. No one knows but you. And you know this day, this moment, this second, that God showed you mercy. Because you're like, that was wrong. But God did not issue what I deserved. Think about it. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Think about it. Think about it. Y'all, we'll talk about grace tomorrow some more. My sister said, I confess every day. Amen. I go, I go boldly before the throne of grace every day. But you know how, how we have access to the throne of grace? Who can tell me? How do we have access to the throne of grace. Somebody tell me. How do we have access to the throne of grace? Anybody? Tell me. It's simple. Come on now. How do we have access to the throne of grace? Anybody? Jesus Christ. The mediator. Between who? God and man. I don't need to go to somebody in the box and confess them. I don't need to call the hotline and confess it there. I have access because of God's grace to go boldly before the throne of grace, to speak to my Lord and Savior about my circumstance and my situation, and the Bible is quite clear that he's righteous and just to forgive. Come on now. And I, some of y'all, I haven't, I, I think the mediators have probably booted you out. But some of y'all, I know you don't understand this. And I know that you're in the struggle. And to you, the struggle is real. I know for some of them, this grace and mercy doesn't make sense to you because you think somehow, some way that you should, should uh, 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 work it out. Somehow, some way you think that life has dealt you some, some, some cards. But you know what? Me? I'm just talking about me. I thank God for his grace, his unmerited favor, his favor giving me what I don't deserve. 
And I thank God for his mercy that he held back what I deserve. I thank God. Because when I examine self, I need it. I need his grace. I need his saving grace. Got that? Saving grace. I, I transition from common grace, but to saving grace. And I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you. Someone asked me yesterday, what do you fear, Pastor Paul? I don't fear nothing. And that, that's not the tough guy response. When I was a young man, I was a tough guy. But I fear nothing. I fear no one. Why? Because I'm a child of God. My soul was bought and paid for with a price. I am covered by the blood of Jesus. Because I know if, 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 if something were to happen to me, that my life would come to a close, I know. Out of the body, in the presence of the Lord. That's where I'm at. And so, little old man, or an old man, or a man that is growing older, drop this on you. Make sure you receive Jesus before it's too late. While you have breath in your body, take a deep breath. That breath belongs to God. That's his. It was given to your ancestors in the Garden of Eden. It says the word that God blew the breath of life and he became a living soul. That's God. But make sure you receive Jesus Christ before that breath is gone. Receive Jesus Christ while you're in the right frame of mind. Because tomorrow is not promise. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mercy Me's putting something on y'all. Hang on. Hang on. We're going we're gonna to read it. She put it out there, so we're going to read it. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. But while you have breath in your body, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Receive him. Repent. All that means is a change of mind. I'm a sinner. Lord, I'm a sinner. I desire that grace. Lord, I, 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 I'm a sinner. I've fallen short. There's nothing good about me. I, I, I know that you are able to forgive me. What does the word say? It says in verse 9, 10, 9 says that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. If we just confess with our mouth, if we just believe in our heart and receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we shall be saved. And when that statement takes root in your spirit. Watch this, watch this. Verse 13 says, for whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. See, when that takes root in your spirit, there's no spirit of fear. They could send a hundred thousand balloons over America. Don't get me wrong. 
I want them to send the fighter jets up to shoot them down. But however, if they slip by the radar and they make it here, and if a balloon would land right here, trust me, I am saved by grace. I tell all of you, please go to the Romans chapter 10 on your homework assignment here. Go to Romans chapter 10. And I just want you to read 1 through 14 or 1 through 15. All right. That if you confess with our mouth that the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confesses. Confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew or the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. I ask this morning that you repent, that you have a change of mind, a change of heart, and turn from your sinful ways and turn to Jesus. That's all you got to do. Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Forgive me. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I saw Mercy Me said uh, something about self-righteousness. That's the problem. There's no room for self-righteousness. Adam and Eve covered themselves up. That's self-righteousness. Don't try to don't 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 try to somehow think that you are righteous enough. We're not. That you do good things, not good enough. That you somehow can, you help little old ladies across the street and you somehow think God owes you something. Pastor Paul, are you doing these daily? You know what? <laughs> Miss Debbie's been on me. People have been reaching out on me. I am going to do these daily. Tomorrow, let's, uh, let's have just a prayer session tomorrow, if you don't mind. Please. Can we just tomorrow on my live, I want you to bring your prayer request and I'm just going to pray. I'm going to just back to back prayers. All right. Back to back prayers. So what time? Uh, let's let's try to jump on. Hang on. Uh, let's try to jump on at 6.30. I know that's early, but we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying. So 6.30 a.m. So that I'm in Arizona. What is that? Mountain Standard Time? Mountain Standard Time in Arizona, but we're going to pray. Now, some of you will get on late, but that's fine because why? You jump on. You got a prayer request. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. And so, so 6.30 Mountain Standard Time. Tomorrow, you know, in the, in the Baptist faith, Wednesdays are always prayer days. So guess what? That makes sense. So tomorrow we're just going to pray. But yes, I'm going to get back to doing these. Miss Debbie was saying you need to start your lives up. I've been getting uh, folks reaching out to me saying, hey, where have you been? Well, you know what? Let me read that, that last part. Watch this. How, didn't, how then shall they call upon him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So here I am. I'm a preacher. I'm going to preach the gospel. But tomorrow, 
We're going to pray and we're going to just, just, just. So I hope y'all, some of you prayer warriors, join me. Join me as we pray tomorrow. And moderators, please keep your eye open uh, for those that want to chime in with, with nonsense. However, however, they need prayer too, because it is my opinion. This is one man's opinion. When people chime in with nonsense, that is their silent cry for help. When people chime in with nonsense, that is their silent cry cry for help. So with that being said, there will be a moment where you show them grace and you show them mercy. But then that moment will transition if they do not humble themselves uh, uh, b before the Lord. You might have to squeak them out. However, let's give that moment of grace, give that moment of mercy, and let's try to hear the silent cry of help. All right. All right. Let's let's uh, let's bow our heads in prayer. <coughs> Father God, thank you. Oh, thank you. I just pray, Father God, as we once again talked about the Grammys. I pray for all those people that the people that watched it, <coughs> the people in the room, the people uh, uh, um, uh, just any 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 aspect of that, Lord, I just pray for their souls. And Lord, I pray that you would touch the hearts of each of them. I pray, Father God, that you would just uh, use us as your followers, as your disciples, as Christians, that you would use us in a way to, 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 to convey the gospel message. And Lord, I pray that you will just give us that spirit of understanding, that discernment, Father God, that we may see it for what it is. Father, I pray that you would just bless us Watch over us. Lord, I pray for my children, my kids, my wife, my family, my friends, our church, the ministry. A special prayer for, for uh, uh, two young ladies in the church. I call my daughters. I pray for them. You know that circumstance. You know that situation, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you would just bless each one of us under the sound of my voice. I pray for those that are enduring or dealing or whatever that circumstance is. Lord, I, I pray for my brother Brian, his uh, his sister-in-law. I pray for her. I pray for, you know, Ray and Mercy, Lamb, Grace, and I pray for, for all of them. I pray for them, Father God. Lord, I just thank you. Thank you. And who whoever I miss, Lord, please, Joshua, Lord, I just pray for his, his cousin, her circumstance. Father, I just pray that you would just bless us, that you would just use us. Lord, I pray that you would just bless those and call them into your wonderful glory, that they would know who you are, that they would hear your, vo hear your voice. Lord, I pray. And Father, as I close my prayer, I want to make this personal. I thank you for saving me. I don't deserve it. I don't. I don't deserve it. But I thank you. I praise you. I lift you up. I lift you up in every circumstance. And Lord, I pray that you would just give me that boldness to declare and decree your word. For Lord, it's not about me. It is all about you. We ask this in the precious, powerful name of Jesus. And we all say, amen. Even in that, I'm mentioning the moderators and do you see how that I said, 
I pray for mercy, who mercy's on here. But then I see I put grace. Grace is not in our in our little group there, that moderator group. But how beautiful that was that God even brought that up in my prayer. Grace. We'll talk about grace on Thursday a little bit more. Remember, we gave grace. Amen. We'll talk about grace a little bit more on Thursday. But tomorrow at 0630 Mountain Standard Time, we're going to have prayer meeting. I hope to see you there. Bring your request. Pray with us. Pray with me. And we, we're just going to have prayer meeting. Let's just put it that way. Struggling hard today. Had a reaction to medication I took. Father God, I pray for this individual who's having a reaction with regards to the medication. But Lord, I pray that their body will, will, will rid the medication. I pray that their body will readjust. I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you will bring them a calmness, that you will heal, that you will restore, that you will bless their body right now. And Lord, we ask this in the name of Jesus. We plead that in the name of Jesus. For Lord, there's nothing impossible for you. I pray that you will calm this storm in their life. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I plead this as a humble servant, as your child. Amen. All right. God is going to bless your body. I believe that. Father God, I pray for this person struggling with anxiety. I pray, I pray that, that you would give them a peace that surpasses understanding. I pray, Father God, that you would bless them with the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to know they need not be anxious for anything, but be in, but everything in prayer. I pray for that, Father God. I pray for their hearts right now. I pray that they will calm themselves right now and do it in the name of Jesus. That they would focus on the cross and not the circumstance. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, everybody. I'm sorry. I wanted, I, I had to get those in. So, amen. Thank you. God bless.